In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we begin our Lenten journey recognizing the witnesses who point us to Christ. Testifying to His words and actions for us. John the Baptist directs us to Jesus, proclaiming, John's words remind us that we need forgiveness. We cannot escape our sin, guilt, or shame on our own. Though we may try to hide our sin, our Heavenly Father knows all things. He invites us to turn to Him so that our sin, guilt, and shame might be taken away. Together we confess. Lord, Lord.
Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, you sent your Son to be the Lamb of God who takes away the sin in the world. Emboldened us to follow him on the journey to the cross. Learning as we go from those witnesses who point us to Jesus, our forgiveness and life. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Lord answered and said to his people, 
Behold, I am sending you rain, wine, and oil, and you will be satisfied, and I will no more make you a reproach among the nations. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is from 2 Corinthians, the 5th and 6th chapters. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Working together with him, then, we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, In a favorable time I listened to you, and in a day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We put no obstacle in anyone's way so that no fault may be found with our ministry. But as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way, by great endurance, in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger, by purity, knowledge, patience, and kindness, the Holy Spirit, genuine love, by truthful speech, and by the power of God, with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left. Through honor and dishonor, through slander and praise, we are treated as impostors and yet are true, as unknown yet well known, as dying and behold we live, as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing yet possessing everything. This is the word of the Lord. Please rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel.
preceding, I should say, since it comes from the first chapter of John, beginning of the 29th chapter. Grace, peace, and mercy from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So, tattoo hall parlors, I think, need to have a sign over the entrance that announces, think before you ink. Or, they should probably have a recording in the bathroom that says, do you really want to carry your girlfriend's name on your shoulder for the rest of your life? Tattoo removal today is big business. More and more tattoo-bearing people experience what is called tattoo regret syndrome. According to a Harris Poll survey, the number of Americans with tattoos and those considering tattoo removal both are on the rise. And it's not cheap. To remove a single tattoo can take up to 12 sessions spread out over two years and cost between $100 and $400 per um, episode. Uh, if if our, our regret, yours and mine, showed up in tattoos, how marked up would you and I be? What pictures would we see in the mirror? The face of someone we hurt? The amount of money we wasted? All the could-ofs and should-ofs? I could have been a better dad. I should have paid closer attention. I could have been a better student. I could have been a better pastor. Dig around in the basement of your life and what do you find? Wasted years? Observed or obsessive greed? Destructive diversions? Anger? Arrogance? Selfishness? What can you and I do with all of our unwanted marks? We can be defensive. When we're defensive, we don't admit anything. We tell no one. We keep skeletons safely locked up in the closet. We seek innocence, not forgiveness. When we're defensive, we tend to reduce life to simply one goal. Hide the secret. Cover it up. Don't address it. Don't admit it. And whatever we do, never, ever confess it. When we see marks of regret, another option is simply to be defeated. When we're defeated, we feel as though we don't make mistakes, but rather we are a mistake. We didn't foul up. We are the foul up. We beat ourselves up repeatedly with blame and shame. We take the role of judge, jury, and accusing attorney. The verdict is guilty forever. Defensive people high marks Defeated people replay marks. Is there a way? Is there a better way? And the answer is simply that there is. We can be delivered from all of our ugly marks. As we begin Lent on this Ash Wednesday, we also begin a, a series that's called Witnesses to Christ. And the first person who helps us follow Christ to the cross in John's Gospel is John, John the Baptist. And what does John the Baptist say when we're defensive about sin or defeated by sin? 1 
Verse 29 is verse chapter, since he says, Behold, the Lamb of God takes away the sin of the world. When it comes to all of our ugly marks of sin, we can be delivered. Behold. Behold literally means see. The verb can be translated look, gaze, stare, take note. Behold means here is the whole point of what I'm saying. John the Baptist says it again in verse 36 of the first chapter. He says, Behold. And in both John 1.29 and 1.36, he says, Behold the Lamb of God. This isn't any ordinary Lamb of God. This is the Passover Lamb of God. John uses the word Passover 11 times in his Gospel. 11 times. That means it's important. The entire Gospel is structured to help you and me behold to see, to gaze, to take note of Christ, the Passover Lamb of God. In the book of Exodus, the 12th chapter, verse 5, it says that the Passover Lamb is a male lamb, perfect, spotless, and without defense. And then in verse 7 of chapter 12 of Exodus, it says that the Israelites are to place that Passover Lamb's blood on the sides and tops of their door frames. The blood would set the Israelites free. Free from bricks, free from whips, and free from Pharaoh's countless bag of tricks. Behold, the Lamb of God takes away. The verb take away is in the present sense, tense. And you know what that means? That means that Christ still takes away today. Today he takes away. Tomorrow, he takes away. Next week, he still takes away. What does he take away? He takes away the sin of the world. Your sin, my sin, the sin of everyone. Your ugly sin, my ugly sin. Our shameful sin, our haunting sin, our every single sin. He takes it all away. Christ not only takes away our guilt, that sin is done by us, but he also takes away the sin itself. And in doing so, he takes away our shame that sin has already done to us. Guilt is what you and I feel when we've done wrong. Shame is what we feel when someone has wronged us. We all know what public shame feels like. Branded by a divorce, marked by a handicap, saddled with an alcohol parent, crushed because of a child's arrest. We feel stigmatized because we lost our job. We lost our spouse. We lost our home. We lost our life savings. And now everyone knows. There's also privacy. We've all felt that too. Maybe you've been pushed to the edge by an abusive spouse, molested by a perverted parent, Seduced by a sneaky superior, or teased without mercy by classmates. No one else knows, but we know, and that's enough to bury us in shame. We put our hands over our ears and we splash water on our face. We go for a long drive. Nothing takes away our shame. 
Nothing takes away our guilt. Sin has marked us. And that's that. End of story. But it's not the end of the story. We don't have to drink our sin away. Work our sin away. Explain our sin away. Eat our sin away. Cry our sin away. Or even bury our sin away. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. I know this might be hard to believe for some of us. Most of us have carried our ugly marks for so long that we can't imagine life without them. Maybe we can't imagine it, but God can. God does. And God does more than just imagine it. He sent John the Baptist who says, Behold, look, see, gaze. And here is the whole point of what I'm saying. The Lamb of God takes away the sin of the world. That's what John says. The Passover Lamb of God does it all for the whole world. The Passover Lamb does it for you. And so we pray this prayer. We say, Jesus, please take it all away. Tell Jesus what you did. What you said, what you saw, what you took, how you feel. Tell Jesus what you thought. Pray this prayer as often as needed. Jesus, please take it all away. One time, two times, three times, ten times a day. Hold nothing back. No guilt is too ancient or too recent. No shame is too evil or too insignificant. No marks are so malicious that they can't be completely removed. Jesus, please take it all away. We're tempted to say, Jesus, take it all away, because I'm such a louse. But that doesn't work. For one thing, we're not a louse. We're God's baptized children, and he loves us. For another, marks are removed only they are exposed to grace. And what do you need grace for? Being a bad person? That's too general. For losing your patience at a meeting and calling your co-worker a creep? None of us would ever do that. But that you can't confess. Confession isn't punishment for sin. Confession names sin so it can be exposed to God's incredible Amazing grace. Be firm in that prayer. Satan operates in guilt and shame. He won't give up without a fight. Say to Satan, I left my sin with, with the Passover Lamb of God who takes away my sin, the sins of the whole world. It's time for you and me to have a clean start, a fresh slate, a new beginning. That's what Lent is all about. We don't need to be defensive or defeated. Today, we can be delivered. And we do that by looking at God's marks. God has marks on his hands. We say, behold, look, see, gaze. Here's the whole point of what I'm saying. I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Not my words. Isaiah 49, 16. 
God's words. Jesus has your names written where he can see it. Your name is on his blood-stained hands. Jesus loves you that much. If you ever wondered how God reacts when guilt and shame have you cornered and are ready to swallow you whole, if you've ever wondered how God feels when you're lost, abandoned, helpless, if you ever wondered what God would do if you ever found out about it all, then frame these words and hang them on your wall. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Trust those words. Believe those words. Stand below those words and trust Jesus to take it all away. Jesus took the nails on a cross on a God-forsaken cross. Jesus took the nails. And taking the nails, Jesus takes away all of our sin and our shame. He hung there for us. Jesus still says, I have engraved you in the palms of my hands. In the end, in the end, these are the only marks that matter. These marks on Christ's hands will never be erased.
Lord, we pray for all those who struggle with past sins and the guilt and regret that remain from those sins. Open their ears to hear and believe your word, that they are indeed forgiven by you. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for all those who have suffered shame, concealing the evil that has been done to them. Encourage them that even if they cannot bring themselves to reveal their pain, you have suffered with them. You have removed their shame. Your light conquers even the deepest darkness. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lord, energize all pastors, educators, musicians, and leaders in your church. Grant that their service and work proclaim faithfully your forgiveness, life, and salvation. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lord, bring back those who have wandered from the faith. Remind them of your grace. Help your church to be a place that welcomes others just as you welcome others. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lord, restore all those who are sick, injured, recovering, or preparing for surgery. And especially tonight, we lift up Sandra as she, she recovers from her surgery on her knee. We ask your healing and patience for these. Your servants, remind them that you have walked the road of pain and suffering and will raise them out of all their suffering when you return. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, comfort all those who are grieving the loss of loved ones. Uphold them in the days ahead, knowing that you too walked the road of grief, but that you are the resurrection and the life. Lord, in your mercy. O oh God, from whom come all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works, give to us, your servants, that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and also that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may live in peace and quietness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Lift up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, solitary, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who overcame the assaults of the devil and gave his life as a ransom for many, that with cleansed hearts we might be prepared joyfully to celebrate the Paschal Feast in sincerity and truth. Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all abundant sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive Renew and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us today, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers. Deliver and preserve us to you alone, O Father. Be all glory, honor, and worship of the Son and the Holy Spirit. One God, now and forever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And 
and after having given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way after supper, he took the cup, and after having given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take drink. This is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Amen. Amen. O Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, in giving us your body and blood to eat and to drink, you lead us to remember and confess your holy cross and passion, your blessed death, your rest in the tomb, your resurrection from the dead, you're ascended into heaven, and you're coming for the final judgment. So remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil.
Let us pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, you have given us a foretaste of the feast to come in the holy supper of your Son's body and blood. Keep us firm in the true faith throughout our days of pilgrimage, that on the day of his coming we may together with all your saints celebrate the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom which has no end. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you. Amen. We sing come to Calvary's holy mountain. <coughs>
and we get a chance to walk with those witnesses along with them. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, the daily devotion, um, if you want to follow along with it, it will follow some of the same theme. If you don't get it, um, shoot me a note and we'll get you on that. And then Sunday we'll have some printed devotions for those who want um, some Lenten devotions. Uh, those will be a little bit different theme. Uh, but, so we'll have those for those who want them on Sunday. Come peace, serve the Lord.